thing, you know, we're in the business of going fast and so are the teams and, um, you know, they, they push it to the absolute limits and sometimes over it and that, that's what happens. And the full credit to Shane, you know, he just, just merged into the, into the family as if he'd been there all along. I was embarrassed for that race to restart in Tasmania. Dumb shit like that, that just isn't acceptable. From the racetracks across Australia, and here's Inside Supercars. Welcome to Supercars this week. It's Tony Whitlock on a regular basis back again with Craig Ravel. An interesting weekend, Craig? Well, it was a quiet weekend with Father's Day and all, so I hope everyone enjoyed their Father's Day weekend if it were applicable to them. Motorsport-wise, of course, we had um, IndyCar happening in the States with uh, Scott Dixon closing on another title, and we had Daniel Ricciardo, unfortunately, again retiring from a race. There was some domestic racing going on here, which happened at Winton with the production cars. Uh, good to see uh, Grant Denier and Tony Delberto showing uh, speed and winning. But we're getting ready, coming up to Sandown in two weeks' time. And uh, it certainly looks like it'll be an interesting uh, race. Um, ZB showing uh, plenty of form and uh, obviously not quite the rookie car that anyone thought it was going to be. No, and it, it's going to be a fascinating weekend to see if those drag strips at the grandstand and at the far side do provide a noticeable assistance to any of the cars out there. And, uh, of course, it's also part of this Farewell the Falcon tour that uh, everyone's on. And and, uh, in this case, it'll be Falcons in old Falcon liveries. Perhaps a few Mustang liveries in there, but Falcons in old Falcon liveries is, I think, how they want to play it. Indeed. Um, Yeah, there's big things planned, I think, for uh, for Bathurst, but more than likely there'll be quite a few on it exhibition at Sandown as well. Um, With the ZB, um, obviously uh, Tail and Bend uh, was the longest track the the new car's been on, although the Grand Prix is probably about the same length as that in in overall track length. The ZB certainly had form while the Falcons did a a bit of winning. And of course it was when Walkinshaw shone with Scott Pye getting his first win at the Grand Prix. But speaking of the Grand Prix, the dates have come out for this year, or for rather 2019, and they've moved it uh, so it's a week earlier uh, than uh, this year. Uh, so it's the 14th to 17th of March, and it's a slightly, I think it's a week or so closer to the Adelaide 500, which is on the last weekend in uh, February, uh, going into the early days of March. So um compressing uh, compressing that all a bit so the queensland teams again will have reason to complain uh as i'm sure others around the country will <laughs> as well i think it's gone from my rough math 17 days to 11 days or something is the expected yeah. change in the in the calendar so um you know, formula 1 have moved their date if as long as the afl keep it to, I think it was a buy round or there was only one game played or something like that. If that is the weekend the Grand Prix's on, then I think that would be great because you don't want it on opening round of AFL season because you're back, you know, 20 pages in to the uh, daily newspaper before you uh, get your first, yeah. first photo or story of uh, particularly support races 
as the uh, supercars are on that stage. Fighting for space in the Herald Sun, that's always uh, been a problem in Melbourne. No other uh, major news affecting supercars uh, other than uh, sad news for Jamie, uh, Jamie Wincup, who was going to be making his US racing debut at Laguna Seca in a Mercedes with Kenny Abul, who unfortunately has had to pull out because of some illness that Kenny has. So Jamie will have to uh, postpone to another date. But uh, you at Post, uh, Taylor and Ben, had a wonderful talk with Mark Dutton, uh, who was basking in the glory of a weekend that could almost not be better, other than the fact that uh, Craig Lowndes had joined these other two teammates on the podium. Uh, an interesting chat, uh, nevertheless, uh, Craig. It is, and I think everyone will enjoy uh, his take on the world. He was uh, quite a busy man because they had to split the team uh, to get part of the team to the airport and that left only, uh, I'm pretty sure I've got the right story now and right team, but they were they were doing it on a, on a uh, lesser pack-up crew and uh, so Dutto was in up to his elbows uh, packing up the uh, garage but um, after once he got that done, we had a we had a great chat, and he uh, really was expansive on his ideas about tail and bend and uh, and where Triple Eight is at. Of course, uh, Dutto never started at the glo- on his glory path in motorsport to be the the motorsport team manager at Triple Eight. Uh, he uh, was uh, one of the Lyco proteges. He and Jeremy Moore were were a couple, along with uh, Kenny McNamara. They all came through the Larkham Motorsports School. Uh, but anyway, after the break, we'll have uh, Cray having a good old chat with Mark Dutton. Each week, join the Inside Motorsport team as they look at all the news from across Australia and around the world. Yeah, I mean, it, it means a lot. You know, Through the years, a lot of reference this race is one of our majors. 600 miles around here is no easy task. Uh, we were able to beat the two level two the boys and, uh, and meet Anthony Begley in the final, which uh, we were able to do after, um, take the win off him. So it was, uh, yeah, it was a great weekend for the uh, Raptor family. Inside Motorsport broadcast on community radio and online at sportradio.com.au. The views expressed on Inside Supercars, including the panellists and guests, do not reflect the views of the network, Thunder Media or Sport Radio. Any publication or rebroadcast of the show without the expressed written permission of Thunder Media is strictly prohibited. Mark Dutton, engineers love a new challenge and here at the Bend, I reckon you came into this weekend as excited as you could be. Yeah, we were. The, the whole team, all the engineers, so obviously David Couchy with, with Jamie, Grant McPherson with, uh, with Shane and Johnny McGregor Irish with, with CL. Everyone was pumped. Uh, data engineers, you know, we got, we got Romy, Martin and Pete. Uh, everyone was working overtime to, to roll out as prepared as we could and, and we rolled out with, uh, with fast cars, but also a lot of work to do. So we, uh, we, we were actually very structured in our approach and... Uh, yeah, they all worked faultlessly together. It was, it was a real pleasure to, to watch all the engineers working so closely together. And, you know, without being uh, rude about it, but for the mid-race safety car on Saturday, you probably would have had uh, double podiums both days. Yes, yeah, that's, that's, that's our analysis as well. We, we think we would have come 1-2 on, on, on both days. Uh, and, and CL not too far behind as well. So obviously our, our goal always, which is somewhat unrealistic but we've got to aim for that is to have one two three uh everywhere so uh we've only achieved that a couple of times so yeah we've we're still striving still got work to do as an engineering group what was the biggest surprise after practice one 
when the cars came in about what you found out there? Yeah, the biggest surprise was just how much the dust was sitting on top of the track. So that's quite unique. Uh, I don't think we've ever come across it to the same extent. So uh, even Perth, it blew Perth away. Oh, yeah, not, not even close because Perth, the, the surface is so rough that the, the sand and the dirt can actually get in between um, the aggregate and, and you still run on, on, on the bitumen or on the, on, the, on the spiky stones in Perth's case. But uh, here, because it's so smooth, uh, it's just like on the concrete we're standing now. If you put light dust on here, if you run, you'll fall over. So the, the grip goes from massive grip to zero and a heartbeat. So that was, uh, that was quite unique, something we hadn't come across before. And what's the most satisfying thing about the end of the weekend out of, no, not trophies, but what happened with the cars and how you engineered it? Yeah, exactly. Just just the three race engineers, three data engineers, the drivers, RD, just all the crew, just everyone working together uh, as a three-car team. Yeah, we pride ourselves on being a three-car, not a one, not a two, not a two plus one. It's it's three cars, and and that's how we got the results. Going now to the season of endurance, how do you take this momentum and it's the momentum probably built from the night race at Sydney which was a wild card as well now through into that yeah momentum's fantastic uh, you know we, we've seen it work against us or for our, our direct opposition which is the whole of pit lane but yeah some more than others uh, so the fact that we've got the, the momentum and still building the momentum uh, is what you need it is something that, that you do need it's not a nice to have it's a have to have um, and rolling into the Enduros we, we love them you know, it's, it's time where we, we do like to step it up a gear um, sounds silly but it, 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 everything just gets bigger you, know, you have more people go away you know, the personnel rules are lifted so more, more crew that don't always travel come and travel so it, uh, it just becomes a bigger and bigger effort What would be the, the one thing that you'd say the Shahans at the end of this race could be made better? Um, the, only, the only thing is trying to keep some of the, the dust off the track so just where, where cars were dropping a wheel off there probably needs to be, you know, a, a little bit of extra concrete or something. Very minor things. The, the circuit's spectacular. The the facilities are fantastic. Um, I love the fact that there's a hotel above our, our pits. That's very cool. Um, when we were doing the track walk, it's it yeah, it's really exciting. Just the um, the the undulation and all the elevation changes. It, it would be one that I hope one day we could uh, we could get the team down here for a for a track slash drive day just for a fun day not not a supercar day but uh, just a fun team day it's it's spectacular get Holden to give you a couple of cars to uh, fang around mate hope so hope so hopefully we give them back straight as well but if we didn't we know some people who can repair them was this the perfect length because we do have a, a longest track and there's a couple of shorter tracks do you think 4.9 is the right length of yeah 4.9 isn't it yeah, yeah. 4.9 was the right length track for supercars or do you itch at a new challenge? <laughs> New's good, and and going if what's the other one? Seven point, yeah. So then it would be the new longest. Um, yeah, I don't know. You, you want to make sure that the fans are getting enough of a view. That's the biggest thing to make sure that the fans at the track and the fans at home are getting enough of a view. So you want to make sure that if we did go to the bigger track, you didn't uh, run short of cameras and 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 not have as many. Uh, good vantage points because the crowds from what I could see looked looked fantastic as well so uh, while yes of course it'd be a challenge I I, I just would be nervous that if it took anything away from the fans Going to Sandown Bathurst and you've got Craig Lowndes in your team, what challenge or is that in the back of your mind as an extra pressure? 
No, nothing extra than normal because especially uh, for the Enduros because we know he'll be back for those ones. So, um, yeah, I'm not saying it's any less pressure, but uh, no, it's business as usual. You saw today Craig at excellent qualifying speed. He, he had great car speed yesterday, but um, you know, just didn't get it with uh, together in qualifying. Not, not, you know, sometimes bad luck does go against you. you know, there was dirt in front of him. There was people holding him up. There was... which. You saw the pace of the car in yesterday's race coming through the field, as, he, as he's done all year. So, uh, no, it's business as usual. He's just uh, performing better and better. It's great. Well, thanks for your time and all the best for Sandown. Thank you. Cheers. Inside Supercars, Craig, you had another great opportunity to talk with a couple of ex- very experienced co-drivers in David Russell and Warren Off. Now, change for this year for David. He's jumped from the Nissan camp and he's joining... Cam Waters, I understand. Yeah, the defending champion who we'll be speaking to next week on the show. Um, and, of course, Warren Luff, um, who's a pretty experienced cat. He's been with uh, H, what was HRT, of course, is now the uh, Walkinshaw Andretti United team, and he's joining Scott Pye. Um, and you had a good chat to them about co-driving. Yes, they uh, were just lounging about in the Carrera Cup um, hospitality, so I said, "Well, I'll put you to work, and you can have a chat with me." So um, it'll be oh, it'll be interesting to see what the uh, fans think because uh, not too many times do uh, co-drivers these days get uh, uh, interviewed in that level of detail, and uh, uh, normally they get treated just like uh, the cars are handed, worn out, and uh, <laughs> told to you know not do anything stupid. All right, so that's after the break with David Russell and Warren Luff. Each week, join the Inside Motorsport team as they look at all the news from across Australia and around the world. This year in Formula 3, I think it's a fantastic environment for me to be doing that. However, I believe for myself, uh, a sustainable career in tin tops such as yeah, supercars in Australia is where I see myself. Second crack at the Australian time since we've been back and we're unlucky the first time that we end up with a win there at Speedway City uh, two weeks ago. Inside Motorsport broadcast on community radio and online at sportradio.com.au. Join in the conversation, post your thoughts on our Facebook page and to ask a question, email insiders at sportradio.com.au. Well, as we get ready for the season of endurance, Warren Luff and David Russell join us. And uh, first of all, Warren, how have you been going and are you looking forward to getting back into the supercar? Yeah, look, you always look forward to get, getting back in come Enduro time. Um, it's, been, uh, it's been a little while since I've been in the car. We had a test uh, a few weeks ago, but we've got another one coming up just prior to Sandown. So it's going to be that important pre-Enduro test where you do all your practice pit stops and your driver changes and all that. And, and most importantly for us co-drivers, just to get some, get some more miles in the car and, uh, and see what the guys have been working on and, uh, and see where the car's at. So, David, after seven years with Kelly Racing, you've made the move back to Tickford. Yeah, look, it's um, been a, a good start to the year, to be honest. Um, I feel like I've been in the team for a, for a couple of years almost. Um, everyone's made me feel welcome, and it's um, it's an exciting time to be heading into the endurance races. Uh, got a test on the 4th of September leading in, and it'll be it'll be good just to get some time in the car. I've had some ride days, and everyone goes, oh, ride days, you're not trying that hard. But even little things like your seat insert to make sure that that's nice and comfortable, your belts, all of those things, trying to get that right. And, yeah, we'll just refine those things come come our test on the 4th of September and look forward to uh, Sandown 500. Now, Warren, you're working also with uh, McElroy Racing along with uh, your other interests. How's 
that relationship come about and what are you doing there? Yeah, look, I've been involved with uh, with McElroy Racing since uh, 2000 and, uh, 2012. Um, so basically there as a, as a driver coach for the, uh, for the guys... Um, for in Carrera Cup, Jetty Three Challenge, and also in the in the GT Championship. So, look, it's a it's a good opportunity for me to still be at the race meetings and, and around sort of the motorsport fraternity and uh, and doing what I love doing. And quite sociable here. We're in the uh, Carrera Cup uh, marquee with coffees on tap and everything else. It's a lot less pressured. Yeah, look, obviously Porsche do a fantastic job of supporting their competitors in uh, in Carrera Cup and also GT3 Challenge. Uh, and look, it's it's been probably one of the longest running and best run one mate championships around the world. So it's uh, there's a there's a great sort of um, Porsche pyramid that they they really try and sort of push sort of young guys coming into motorsport now to and show them that uh, Carrera Cup is a is a legitimate career path. Obviously, we've had uh, young Matt Campbell who was the 2016 champion who was a graduate of uh, McElroy Racing and has gone on to go race Super Cup and this year racing and obviously won uh, GDEM at, at Le Mans 24 hours so he's uh, he's doing great things on that world scale and shows a lot of these young guys that are, that are now doing Carrera Cup that there's a there's a career path with Porsche. And David you've continued relationship with Roger Largo and he's been getting some great results this year as well. Yeah look it's good to be involved in Carrera Cup um, to be honest it'd be much better driving but um, at the same time it, it it does sort of keep your your mind sharp just going going at motor racing it allows you access to to still go and see some of the guys in the v8 um, team at tickford and um, for me it's just been good to go through that process and help him um, he's obviously helped me in my career i've done some you know great races in um, spa 24 hour and um a lot of overseas driving with rog and to be able to go and help him try and evolve as a driver um in carrera cup and you know try and uh, you know hopefully get the best results we can now you've both done a bit of sports car racing overseas as well how how much do you see each other around the traps when you've raced in other categories oh look we we do like we we sort of work in the same environment in terms of that um you know driver training and driving events side of it so we see each other quite regularly with that then in in the pits in in different bunkers but at the same time um you know, on that social level, it's all fine. And look, when you when you're coaching drivers, you're only only as good as what what you're giving them verbally over the radio. Anyway, we are in supercars or the top level of Australian motorsport, we're going to see a big transition at the end of this year with Craig Lowndes moving out and then a bit of a driver void. What do you look at uh, these drivers who are currently main game drivers about who's going to fill that void and how that void can be filled because you both know too well about what a profile means to your racing career. Look, I don't think um, I don't think you can really replace Craig Lowndes. It was kind of like uh, like when Peter Brock retired. Obviously, Craig sort of was seen as the heir apparent and everything like that. But for him, it was about building his own profile and becoming his own person, which he's done an amazing job of and been a, a full credit to not only himself but obviously to the sport. So, I don't think it's about trying to sort of um, trying to find the next Craig Lowndes. It's going to be sort of that next person that comes along that has that sort of persona and everything like that to to sort of be their own person because um, yeah I, I don't think you can replace Craig he's he's so unique and he's done such a fantastic job both on and off the track as an ambassador of our sport that uh, that you'll never replace him but luckily look he's not going to be lost to the sport he's still going to be around he'll still do the endurance races uh, and he'll still be involved in the category for, for many many years to come so I think as a sport we've been very lucky uh, and very fortunate to have him sort of as a competitor and such a strong competitor for so long um, and then I'm sure this next chapter that he now goes into 
the sport will still continue to benefit from his involvement. You mentioned about talking on the radio to drivers, but is that something you have a conversation with young drivers about? About You understand no too well about how a profile helps make opportunities happen. Yeah, I think a lot's changed, you know, in touching on Craig Lowndes in terms of the, the whole era that he's came through. Um, it's a lot different, a lot of the younger drivers now. Obviously, social media's changed that, and, and you can, you know, put, put one foot wrong, and then all of a sudden you... You know, you've got a, a tirade of messages and all that, and they've got to overcome that, and, and it makes them grow up a little bit more and take more responsibility for their actions on and off the track. So, um, you know, really for them, there's no lack of speed. If you look at, you know, a lot of a lot of the young guys coming through, it's just how how they manage their on and off track activities, how they go about it, how they go about managing even some of the commercial relationships they've got that, that gives them some longevity in the sport, um, as well as getting the overall results that that they need to get to stay in and to stay in the seat. What do you um, what do you think about the whole social media world now? Do you you're glad you weren't at the top level when that was all the uh, at the pinnacle? Look, I think it's like anything it's got its good and its bad points. It's um, it's great that you can sort of have a great interaction with your fans and and get more information out to them and all that. But on the other side of it, obviously, um, there are there are certain people out there that sort of take great pleasure in sort of being sort of those keyboard warriors and, and trolls that just like to sort of try and create drama. So you've just got to try and sort of look past it and know that you're not going to please everyone all the time. Um, that there's always going to be people out there that, for whatever reason, they don't they don't like agree with what you've done or, or anything like that. So it's about trying to sort of. It, it, it sometimes it does sort of get to you a little bit, but you've got to try and sort of look past it and uh, and and ignore some of some of the stuff that gets written out there because sometimes it can it can get to you. Um, but yeah, you've just got to. I, I think the, the overall sort of social media side of things is very good. Um, it, it gives the fans more access to the drivers and teams and the events than ever before. Um, so from that side of it, it's definitely a positive. A positive what, what's the best thing you've seen a driver do on social media? From any motor racing category. Oh, look, it, I, I can't pinpoint any one thing, but it just shows, um, you know, a lot, of, lot more personalities. Like instead of having something behind closed doors, you, as, as Warren said, you know, it does give them more access, but it, it actually gives them more access to see your overall personality. It, you know, it might be a few joking, you know, some of those. Um, situations that sort of lightens the mood or has more of a joke um, yeah it sort of opens fans up to that and they all get a kick out of some of those things and the gags that, that amongst drivers and some of those things and there's the flip side of that where, where they can have a go at each other and sort of say oh I think you cut me off or you, you push me wide and you know payback's coming all of those things but look I think it's all very healthy in, in moderation. I like the one where uh, Jason Bright built the bridge that said something about Garth on it you. Oh, I didn't actually see that. No. <laughs> that was a couple of years ago. Yeah, now. <laughs> I, did, I, did, I, I did see Kimi Räikkönen fall off a boat in Monaco when he was drunk on social media. <laughs> Pretty funny. <laughs> but what about uh, for yourselves? Do you get asked by the teams to get active on social media whilst you're going through the Enduro Cup? Uh, yeah, there's there's obviously there's that sort of expectation that you you're going to have a social media presence and include the team and everything like that and the sponsors because obviously for for the sponsors the fan engagement is a very important part of of their involvement within the team and and so much of that does come through social media so uh, yeah there's there's obviously some sort of expectation that you'll sort of post stuff on on relevant social media outlets and and obviously being careful about what you do and don't post and everything like that so yeah you've got to you've got to have your wits about you and Dave 
what about you? What are the instructions from Tickford? Oh, look, I think um, exactly what Warren said. You've got to, got to toe the line in terms of... And, and, look, we've been in the sport long enough um, to know, you know, what we what we should and shouldn't say. Um, we, we don't need coaching on that, but at the same time, it's more about, um, you know, getting out to the fans, giving them the information and uh, being nice and positive um, on that line. Um, the... Even when things are going bad, the last thing you want to do is, is bring anyone else down um, around you as well. So the biggest thing, obviously, you know, giving the fans the information, um, pumping the team up and, uh, and and exactly that, being a team together. Um, you know, if you have a bad result, you sort of, you know, give each other a, a helping hand and get back on and, you know, hopefully press on for the next race or round or session. All right. Well, who's going to beat who, Dave? Uh, we'll just have to wait and see come sand down. Um, you know, it's always it's always a battle being a co-driver where you mainly where the starting position is. And you know, the good part about Bathurst is, um, you know, it, it's such a long race. But now it's evolved from something that used to be controlling a stint to actually now um, it's a sprint race, thousand k sprint race, and that's the most enjoyable part about it. And uh, what about you, Warren? You're going to beat this boy. Well, look, it's not about just beating him. There's, uh, every, you got to, you got to, mate. You want to win races, you got to beat everyone out there. So yeah, look, we're trying to beat them and everyone out there. So it's, um, but look, as Dave, as Dave touched on, especially come Sandown, um, the traditional thing is more often than not that the co-drivers do the start of the race, um, and it's look, race, races are won in that back half of the race. It's it's our job to sort of stay out of trouble, gain position if you can. Certainly try not to lose position, but hand it back over to the main driver grab a coffee, sit back and watch the battle unfold at the end of the race. So we've seen it in the past in the Enduros. Anything can and will usually sort of happen, especially at Bathurst. It's a very long day um, behind the wheel. So you've just got to do your job. Don't do anything too silly and, um, yeah, hand it back to the main guy and watch them fight it out towards the end. And what about uh, Tail and Bend? We're here at Tail and Bend. Uh, you reckon this would be a good place for the Sandin 500 when it uh, eventually comes to an end to see a race like that here? And because that means you guys would get a fair few laps around the track. Yeah, look, it's a it's an amazing facility, and as as a motorsport community in this country, we're very lucky and very privileged that that the Shahin family have um, have have built something like this for the motorsport community, both fans, teams, drivers, and and everyone. So, um, yeah, look, maybe when um, when Sandown is no longer, this would probably be the the natural place to be able to have it. Um, it'd certainly be hard on tyres around here for sort of uh, the duration of a 500, but it would also add another spectacle to the race, uh, and it would make it that sort of bit exciting again. So, yeah, I'd be all for it. Oh, it'd be good if they just add another enduro race to the whole mix. Um, yeah, I wouldn't say no to that. Um, and on top of that, it, as um, Warren said, you know, it's such a great facility to have all of this here. Um, why not have something where you know teams can come and test here? They'd certainly, I'm sure, they'd prefer to come and do their testing here than um, you know some of the other um, places that they've got. So it it certainly because of the track layout, it it allows you to do. I guess more meaningful testing um, amongst other tracks like a lot go to Winton and, and Queensland Raceway uh, it'd be, be good to, to throw this into the mix as a test track as well, it'd be fantastic Might see a, a burgeoning uh, shift from Queensland and Melbourne to uh, come out to Taylor and Bend and uh, Adelaide Yeah, I wouldn't say no <laughs> Yeah, why not? Well guys, all the best for the Pertec Cup and look forward to seeing you at uh, all three of the events 
Thanks, mate. Cool. Thanks, Craig. And coming up after the break, we'll have our final thoughts on this week's Inside Supercars, Tony Whitlock and Craig Ravel. Each week, join the Inside Motorsport team as they look at all the news from across Australia and around the world. And, you know, every, every year I see Jackie Stewart at the Grand Prix and I just remind myself of, of his part in, in starting the, the path to safer cars. Dissecting the sport with interviews, news and opinion. Jack Brabham certainly left his mark not only on Australian motorsport, but motorsport all around the world. Inside Motorsport broadcast on community radio and online at sportradio.com.au. Join in the conversation. Post your thoughts on our Sport Radio Facebook page. Craig, final thoughts. One thing I'd just like to hark back on Roland Dane. It was terrific to hear him talking so much about what the walk through the gate and pay their money what they need and it really was terrific to hear a, a team owner not just espousing as you know big sponsors big dollars and all those sort of things but you had some thoughts about the way in which the endurance races should or could line up in future i just want to ask a question if we have tracks in the championship that lend themselves to enduros more so than to sprint races why don't we have more enduros. If a 300 or 350 kilometre race is the best length of race for a, a circuit, then I I would propose that run the best length of race for the circuit. We've already said that we've got a championship that is uh, happy to have all sorts of different variations throughout its season. Um, everyone accepts that a gerrymander, if you like, in the points, and let's face it, the uh, gerrymanders has not uh, got any worse since they changed the point score every year to try and stop Mark Scaife from winning. So at least everyone knows what the rules are coming in for the, uh, for the next year and pretty much know what it has been over a long period of time now. So I just asked the question, and, and maybe if, if a track, if a super sprint, because we, we did sort of cookie cutter them a bit to make the marketing of them easier. And that was, you know, we have a, a super sprint and a super street and enduro. Um, I'm just wondering if focusing on the fans, then Gold Coast is a better race by having four 100 kilometer races. Why not do four 100 kilometer races? We know that uh, Adelaide was definitely not better having two one. 125 races on the Saturday, so common sense prevailed yeah. and we went back to two, 250s. People haven't been scared to change things around and to, uh, to break things, so why not ask the question, is the locking endurance races to three a year the right way to go? Now, um, what we saw at Sydney Motorsport Park was a long race. Was that the right thing? Was it the wrong thing? Time will tell, and... That time will tell will be next year's Sydney Motorsport Park event um, because when people return or if they don't return, um, that might be the measure of it. But I, I'd be very interested to see if some other circuits don't play out better on a longer uh, on a longer race. My personal opinion is Phillip Island is a much better long circuit. I know Phillip Island's the one that's, you know, next on the chopping block, but if I was going back to Phillip Island, I'd, I'd say just run one race on the Sunday and make it a feature race, make it a Grand Prix, if you like. If we're going to uh, uh, use names, why can't we even have the single driver enduro series where uh, three or four races are 
turned into endurance events for OneDriver. We do see that a little bit with the, the Bathurst 250. Maybe we go to 3.350 for the main game, um, even stretch it out to 400 and uh, really make it a test. Bucks the trends in some ways, but uh, using the Grand Prix analogy, uh, it certainly hasn't hurt them for all the years they've been uh, going around. I know that everything's uh, being discussed and, well, finalised now, but it'll be interesting to see if Sean Seymour's view of the world is markedly different to uh, James Warburton's view of the world because uh, what we have now is very much a product of the, the Warburton era. Are we going to see a marked shift in the Seymour era? And uh, I guess that's something yeah. that will be un- unveiled over the course of this Enduro's campaign. Well, it certainly uh, is uh, some food for thought because, you know, there's no reason why we're restricted to just three Enduros. It could be four Enduros. And I think that uh, certainly with uh, a track like Tail and Bend as well being uh, so appealing as a long circuit with uh, a great pit lane that uh, it could become uh, a fourth uh, Enduro in the Pertec Enduro Cup. Anyway, but that's it for uh, another week of in- Inside Supercars, we hope you enjoyed the show and it's good night from me. And it's good night from him. Inside Supercars is produced by Thunder Media. Tune in next week for more at sportradio.com.au or lock in the podcast on your iTunes or mobile device. Search Inside Supercars.